Oh, the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Morning, everyone. Another wonderful day here in God's kingdom. There is a, um, just a, I hope everybody has been able to spend some time and get some spiritual refreshment during this, uh, this time of, uh, during our Christmas season, our holiday season, and, and then into New Year's. And, uh, there's, there's something about the holiday season that we get to spend time with family that can be really refreshing and, and really just a great blessing for us. And hopefully everybody got to, uh, experience that and, and come here this morning ready for a new year. I mean, how many of you are ready for a new year at this point, right? Yeah, there is, um, if you listen to the news, uh, 2020 was probably the worst year in history, in the whole history of mankind. Now, we know that's not the case, but boy, there's sure been a lot of bad news attached to it, and we'll talk about that here in just a minute. But we made it through 2020. Now, I want you to look at this. This is something that Richard Downey gave me. Um, Richard's actually um, uh, out of town today. But he gave me this, uh, he gets this Western Hunter magazine and, and he uh, gives it to me to, to be able to look at after he's done with it. And I was cleaning out uh, the, uh, the stack of stuff beside my bed here the other day and this uh, magazine cover caught my attention. If you notice, if you look a little closer, it says 2020 Best Year Ever Edition. And I thought, man, that's a... But Western Hunter is probably a great magazine to get if you love looking at pictures of hunters and beautiful country and, and trophy animals and that sort of thing. If you're looking for somebody to predict the future, these are not the people, okay? Because what started happening, if you remember, is not too far into 2020, things changed and put us probably in our lifetimes uh, in places that we just didn't know what to do on a pretty regular basis. Look at some examples here. I'm going to continue on because 2020 is hindsight. Have you ever heard that phrase, hindsight is 2020? How many of you can, can think you've heard of that, you can, uh, can identify with that? Because there's many times in my life that I have gone through life and I didn't know what to do, but I look back and I think, oh, I know exactly what was happening here because hindsight, looking backward, is a lot easier than looking forward into the future, right? Hindsight is twenty twenty, And in, for us right now, hindsight is twenty twenty is in hindsight. We can say that, right, Wrangle? Twenty twenty is past, right? And my hope is that 2021 is a great new beginning for all of us. Let's look at some of the things that happened this year. Uh, 2020 was tough on, on several different levels. We're all tired of hearing about the COVID-19 virus, aren't we? We've had that for a while. And who knows, I think 20 years from now, 10 years from now, the dust will settle and we'll have a lot better picture of what happened this year. But somewhere, this spring, early spring, there started to be all sorts of discussions in the news about, wait a minute, here we've got this virus, we don't know how bad it is, we don't know what's going to happen but it's going to create a lot of big changes in our life. 
And as one person who is, uh, who is more involved in the science community than myself said, anybody who, know, who tells you they know what they're talking about right now and doesn't change their mind on a re- weekly basis probably doesn't know what they're talking about because nobody knows what's going on right now. But what's happened is, is this changed us practically, whether we liked it or not or whether we wanted it or not, we found that our lives were changed because we were sent into quarantines. We were asked to wear masks. Um, I like this mask here, personally. And it just kind of captures maybe, maybe where we're at. <laughs> we went into quarantine uh, for mandatory for a while. Uh, I don't think anybody knew what this uh, virus was going to be, what it was going to do. But it uh, created all sorts of heartaches for us. There was a great toilet paper shortage. Um, there were some great memes that came out of that. Was it Michael? Where's Michael at? Michael Earhart. Didn't you put a toilet paper online for 50 bucks and someone talked about buying? You didn't. You got about 30 messages saying they were going to buy it for 50 bucks. He didn't do it. He just. And two of them were serious. So anyway, strange things started happening, uh, and we started finding ourselves again in. Um, our workplaces changed for a lot of us. Uh, the church community changed. We were asked to not meet for a bit, and we didn't. We went online, which we'll talk about that here in, in just a second. But it has changed us. I've noticed one of the, uh, the things that's been difficult for me is I love to... Let me rephrase that. I don't love to go to Costco all the time. But I love to go and find people at Costco because I always found somebody that I knew that I could talk with and oftentimes it's somebody that I could encourage spiritually. But I found that going into places like that or going into the grocery store when we were all wearing a mask it's, and we're supposed to stay distant, there wasn't a whole lot of conversations that happened during those times. And that was a big change-up for me. Now, if you're an introvert, you probably loved this. If you're an extrovert like me, you kind of wrestled with it a little more. you know. And, it, and that's, that was one thing I wrestled with. There was, again some of this social disconnect started happening as we're being told, keep your distance, keep away. And, uh, and, and we didn't, uh, as, as Americans, and especially as Montanans, we tend to keep our distance anyway. Um, it's different when I lived in Italy, is that if you put a bunch of Italians in a room, they'll all congregate over to the same side, and their personal space is a lot different than us. We'll spread out all over the room because that's what we like. But even for us, there was a social disconnect that started happening this last year. There was political unrest, and this discussion of this COVID-19 virus became a political weapon for many, and uh, there was accusations all around the table and all, all around the, the aisles, if we can say it that way, of uh, whatever party the other party is, they don't care about you, and they're trying to uh, cause you to... Um, they're trying to create this global pandemic. You heard it all. I don't want to go back into that, but you heard all of that. And it was hard to know what to believe, but when we have our leaders are, uh, are playing dirty, it's hard for all the rest of us to know what to do during times like this. There is an economic roller coaster. It, it seems maybe a little bit of distant history now, but once COVID started happening, we went into these quarantines, our stock market tanked. And then it came roaring back, but it's been this great roller coaster of uh, what is the economy going to do and what's going to happen among us. Uh, we've seen a widespread distrust because of uh, because you know, 
The news will say one thing one moment, it'll say the, something else the next moment, and we don't know who to trust. Uh, we have, uh, have seen this year a lot of racial tensions uh, come to the surface again. And for us in Montana, that's a, it's different than some places that are, are big cities and where there's a lot more of those tensions exist. But I think it's kind of like, as I've talked with my wife, who is a nurse and takes care of a lot of COVID patients, the way this virus works is it works like a magnifying glass. If a person has a lot of prior existing conditions, then whatever those conditions are, they get bad and they get bad really quickly. And it seems like this virus or, or the scare of it has done similar things to our society. What is really there and what has been there below the surface came out like this big magnifying glass. And so many of these things that are up here were magnified and became a lot more serious because, oh no, what are we going to do? And, uh, and this, uh, this great magnifying glass showed what was really there. Now, that's been, uh, been difficult in some ways. Now, some of us are maybe because of your, your health or because of your job situation or your family situation, not a lot has changed. And maybe 2020 has been a, a wonderful year for you. In fact, a friend told me the other day it's been one of his best years ever. And, and that's okay. That's all right. That's been the, that case for some of us. It hasn't been for others. But we can't deny the fact that we watch the news, we look around us, that there's been some tough obstacles that we've had to walk through this year. Now, what we haven't heard a lot of is that there have been some great things happen in 2020, right? There's been some phenomenal, wonderful, great things happen. In fact, I googled great things that happened in 2020. And there was article after article after article that was published by people saying, hey, look at all the amazing things that have happened in 2020. And there's a, some of the best memes that we've ever seen came out in 2020. You know, a person could keep themselves occupied for hours just watching, looking at memes on Facebook of the funny things that people, people uh, posted out there to, that, was, uh, that dealt with social commentary. But here are some great things, and I won't go into all these articles that I read because there's a lot of them that, that dealt with, and you can go read them yourself, music and, and movies and, and all that sort of thing. But here are some things that I believe that were great about 2020 is we learned that plastic is edible. <laughs> right? Maybe not so much. I miss the homemade Lord's Supper bread that we use, and we'll go back to that at some point in time. But, okay, if you're, if you're young, if you're a child, plastic is not edible, okay? Ask your parents about it. This is a joke. But uh, these things kind of taste like it, don't they? And fortunately... What it represents is more important than what it tastes like, right? Um, and, but we, uh, we learned something there. Something else that we saw in 2020 is we saw people come together in ways that was really good. Like we've talked about a lot. Obstacles show us what's really going on inside of us. And we'll get to that more here in a second. But we saw people come together. There was an article I read, and I believe it happened in Wisconsin. It was a few weeks ago that I read it, and I, I don't remember the details exactly. But in a drive-thru, somebody went through the drive-thru and said, I will pay for the person behind me. And what happened is they paid for the person behind them. They went along their way. And the next person came along and said, hey, I'm going to pay for the person behind me as well. This is a great idea. 
And it lasted for several days of people paying for whoever was behind them because people just kept paying it forward. Before this year, I don't think that type of thing would have happened. But because all of us are looking around thinking, okay, there's so much bad around us, what good can we do? Our senses of doing good have been heightened and people are doing things like that. We saw that sort of thing. We saw people go the extra mile for each other, to look out for each other, try to take care of each other because there was need. There was, uh, we saw it our, our neighborhood. Uh, one of our neighbors, when the great toilet paper shortage happened, they run a warehouse or supply warehouses and put a big pox of toilet paper out in front of their house and said, everyone in our neighborhood is free to take this. And uh, they would take it in when the rain would happen. They'd take it out. And uh, nobody went without. That probably wouldn't have happened if we wouldn't have been in the middle of crisis as a people this year. We saw people come together. We saw it, I think, with um, one of the things we did here that I thought was, was really great. Um, and I don't remember whose idea, who came up with it, or the, but the COVID crusaders. When we first went into this, there was a, a number of people volunteered to say, I'll call people and just reach out to people so people in the church could get a call, could, uh, could be uh, just someone that cares about them and reminded of that. And that was a great way to, uh, that we saw people come together. We learned that we can change. That's amazing, isn't it? Because we as people tend to be, get in our habits, get in our ways of doing things, and we just, that's the way we are and that's the way we do things. But we were forced, our hand was forced, to change in ways that we never thought possible. If we would have been talking at this time last year, and I would have stood up in front of you and said, we're going to go in some tough times, and we're going to have a series of weeks that we're not going to be able to meet at all, and most of the online, most of the meeting we're going to be doing is going to be online. And then when we do come back together, we're going to have to spread out, and it's going to be all sorts of logistics that are going to be difficult for us to be able to meet. You would have looked at me and said, Chris, there's no way we can do that. It's not going to happen. And maybe you would have wondered if we could have even pulled it off. But yet here we are today, coming together as the people of God, going through this year thinking, wait a minute, we can change. We can call audibles. We can do things differently if we need to, and it's okay. And we're going to be all right. We are more flexible and more adaptable than we ever dreamed was possible, I believe, before this year. Uh, We can see from 2020 that we learned, again, what is really important to us and who we really are. And if that was great, if uh, you immediately dug deep and you're your faith and your spiritual direction became uh, sharper, then that's fantastic. And if that's not what happened, then understand you got a, a good message from God saying, hey, there's growth to be done, there's growth to be had. And that's okay. It's okay to be where you're at. It's not okay to stay there, is a wise person told me once. And, uh, and all of this year taught us really what's, important to us, what's really going inside of us, we got to open that up and see a little bit as a nation, as a church, as individuals, as, and as families. And those are good things for us to, to look at or be able to reflect and say, all right, now it's time to go deeper with God because I see who I, I really am. We uh, embraced technology. Now, I thought about some different ways to phrase this, and I just phrased it this way. And... Uh, there is, if, for any of you that doubt that miracles happen, 
Mark Morgan got an iPhone. That's a miracle. Um, Don Rogers is next. He's gonna, Don Rod, you're going to see Don still on the flip phone. Don's going to be walking around with one of those, those virtual gaming systems on his face here pretty quick. You know? no. We all had to embrace a different mode of communication that was different for us. Now, for, for you that are millennials, this is natural, this is normal. For us that are not, it, it wasn't. But what I saw the church do is find ways to adapt, embrace this other mode of communication. And there's people that are home... Um, that are online right now. Um, not only people that are in this area, but people who, who knows where. And we're excited that this mode of communication of getting the gospel out there is, is continuing on as well. Uh, we also, and maybe the greatest thing here, is we're learning to walk by faith. Something that's been interesting for me to note is, as I've told you before, I follow some different blogs and podcasts on church leaders that are out there that talk about the state of, of churches and some um, nuts and bolts on how uh, good ways to do things, that sort of thing. And when all of this first came out, we got into 2020, the quarantine started happening. What happened is uh, people, these experts, started saying, hey, this is great. All of a sudden, all of these churches are growing because there's more people that are online that are watching and you know, all this good news that came out. When you listen to those blogs now, it's not so good news. What they're sharing is attendance in assemblies and online is way down with many groups because the newness has worn off. And we're having to decide, am I going to be one that is in this for the right reasons or not? Am I in this because Jesus came to this earth, died for my sins, and I'm living in hope of eternal life? Or am I here for the social aspects? Am I here for all sorts of different reasons? Or am I here because it really matters for eternity? And we're learning to walk by faith because all the experts that were talking this time this last year about this is what you do, this is what a church is supposed to look like, this is what's supposed to happen, uh, have changed, again, a lot on what is supposed to be going on in churches. And it's left us in the trenches, as people who are, who are, who are leading churches and, and are all of us that are walking through this life together, we're having to say, God is God, and uh, I'm just going to walk by faith because that's all I can do right now. And that's good. That's good. Paul talks about that. We shared that. In 2 Corinthians, twice, he says, life got so tough that ultimately we just had to walk by faith, and great stuff happened when we decided finally to really walk by faith. I'm optimistic for the future that this year, as it has taught us to walk by faith more than ever before, maybe, in our lifetimes, that the future is going to be really bright for us here. Before we talk about some of that, I want to share some scriptures. And uh, Wednesday night I shared some of these scriptures, and we shared a lot more. As we talked about, 2021 is a new beginning. And the God that we serve is a God of new beginnings. I'm going to read these couple of scriptures from Isaiah. And Isaiah lived in a time, if you look back, uh, that would not have been a time that he would have chosen. There's some times, if you look back in the Old Testament, that we would choose to live in, right? During the kingship of David, that would have been a great time to live for, for many people. Or, or during the reign of Solomon, that would have been a great time to live. 
But so many of the prophets were called to speak the message of God during a time that they would not have chosen to live in. You look at the story of Isaiah, is he's living in a time where there is economic collapse, there's rampant immorality, there's people that in the leadership that are pretending to worship God, but they're worshiping all these idols along the side, and they are living in such ways that don't demonstrate the, the integrity of God whatsoever. There's armies that have been surrounding Jerusalem. There's a lot of fear that uh, are we going to, as a nation, survive because of all the terrible things that are happening around us. And this is what Isaiah has to say during this time. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Now you can imagine someone who is looking around thinking, can anything good happen here? Our world is falling apart. And the prophet Isaiah comes and says, oh, no, 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 we're not done. God's not done here. Nope. You're going to have strength to soar like you've never done before. Or as he says a few chapters later, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. In other words, God is not done with you as a people yet. He's not even close to being done. Hang tough. There's great times ahead. We see something similar from the life of Jeremiah, who lives later, but in similar contexts where things are tough and it's, it's, going to be, it's going to be rough. This is what he has to say. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And the people of Jeremiah's day, you can imagine, they're thinking, man, why is God so hard on us? Why are all these tough times happening? Why do we have to live in such dark times? And God says, oh, tell the people, no, i got plans for them. I've got plans to give them hope. I've got plans to give them a great future. Don't fall into this darkness. The future is better than the past. He also says, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. He says this in Lamentations. Jeremiah writing says, They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. God's blessings are new every morning. If we don't wake up and understand that, we're missing something great. Because every morning we can wake up and say, God's blessings are renewed, God's blessings are great this morning. No matter how dark that world out there might be, God is good and he continues to shower the blessings down. So what do we do as a people when we live in dark times, like we have during 2020 in many ways? Paul lived in dark times. Jesus lived in dark times, I believe, now, Jesus um, lived in a time where the religious leaders were so corrupt that they missed who he was. They watched him do these miracles, they listened to him speak, and said, that is the words of Satan. Missed it totally. Paul lived in the same time, just a few years removed. A lot of persecution. Speak the truth, speak the truth in love, and people will treat you terribly. Look at what he says. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. In other words, just because things are tough, you live in dark times, 
Your job is to continue to be transformed by God. Don't worry about all that out there. It's going to happen. You just continue to be transformed by God. And he tells the Philippians, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. In other words, there's all sorts of stuff out there to get me distracted. There's all sorts of stuff to, to, for me to want to give up, for, want me to ch- for me to want to chase after. I'm choosing something different. I've got all this stuff in my life, and he talks about a lot of the good things that he was given, or things that, in the eyes of other people, were, uh, were aspects of value. But he says, I forget all of that, and I strain ahead to the goal of which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. In other words, I've got a mission to pursue right now. No matter what's going on around me, no matter what else has happened in life, I will not forget and neglect this mission that God has given me right now to pursue. 2021 is a new beginning. God is a God who loves new beginnings, and 2021 is a new beginning for us. Now, I like this picture. This is a marathon runner who's just finishing the race. You can see that he's tired. You can see the sweat dripping off of him. But what else do you see? A great smile. Yeah, I love the smile here. You see this guy? You see his eyes? You see his, his, his mouth? Even though he's tired, even though he's just run 26.2 miles, he's got a huge smile on his face as he's coming into the finish line. It's good stuff here. 2021 is a new beginning for our world. Now, I am not a prophet. God has never... Uh, descended and told me, Chris, I'm going to share words that you need to share with the rest of people that are going to tell the future. Okay, that's the type, I'm not that type of prophet that I'm aware of, anything like that. But here's my idea, here's my thought. I'm not sure that 2021 is going to be, in the eyes of those around us, this great new year where everything goes smooth and everything is wonderful and 2020 is just an ancient, ancient memory. I don't believe it's going to go that way. I'll tell you why. So I think when 2020 hit, and we went into all of these quarantines and, and all of that, what happened is it, that was like getting hit in the nose. And you get hit in the nose, you hit the deck, and what do you often do as soon as you get hit in the nose? You get back up, or you get tripped, or whatever it is. You get back up, and you're ready to go. I believe that when we, uh, when we had that happen in our world, there was, uh, uh, when the, the quarantines happened, it was all new and it was all fresh and it was like getting hit in the nose. And we got up and we responded admirably and um, in, in many ways as a people. However, I believe the longer we continue to go on, um, what I believe what we're going to see is that uh, it'll be something like having sand in your shoe that you just can't get out. Um, Think about if you go on a hike and you have sand in your shoe and there's no way to get it out. What happens is you start limping and you start leaning to one direction and all of a sudden your knee hurts and then your hip hurts and then your side hurts and other aspects of you start hurting. 
And it's not something that you can really put your finger on, but it's, it's not something that knocks you on the ground, but it's just something that is a constant irritation that you just can't seem to get rid of. And I think in the last months, I've felt that. And I think that's more dangerous than getting hit in the nose. Because what happens is it's this grind that just gets us discouraged as we can't seem to figure out what on earth do I need to do next? How do I beat this? How can I just go on with life without constantly having to change everything around me because of, of this stuff, this, this thing there? Do you follow what I'm saying? Do you get what I'm talking about here? Is it sand in our shoe that can be, can be really really disastrous for us in the long term because it causes everything else to hurt. I think in our world is what we're going to find is that as we go on, uh, vaccines come out, more information, more misinformation, whatever. We're just going to continue on this direction. What we're going to find is that people are cranky, people are frustrated, people are upset. But when that's what's happening in the world around us, we have the opportunity as Christians to share something very, very different. I don't believe that uh, our political system all of a sudden is going to be full of trust and admiration and all that. Maybe I'm a little faith. I have a little faith. I don't know. But my hope and my is is that we as Christians, as we go forward, we can just look really different than the people around us and say, boy. There's a lot of things we can be excited about. There's a lot of things that we can do. There's a lot of ways that we can bring joy to the world, like we talked about here last week. For God's church, again, dark times bring opportunities to shine even brighter. And I hope that in this year, going into 2021, we can go from people that just sometimes felt like we were just surviving to people because we've learned more and more to walk by faith. We go to people who thrive. Not just surviving, but to thriving. And we're more deliberate about looking uh, outside of ourselves and not just saying, oh, how, am I, how are we going to survive this week? But we look out and look at our neighbors and we look at our family members and we, people that we have any influence in, co- any influence with, like our coworkers. And we're courageous enough to say, the world is a mess, but I know a kingdom that is not. And you say it in your own words. Use your own words, however you say it. But we start talking more and more about the hope that we have, that no matter how things may get in 20, how things were in 2020 or how they may be in 2021, for us as Christians, the future is better than the past. And you notice, as Mark mentioned this morning, we as a church are not sitting in a holding pattern to say, well, someday we'll be able to get back to be doing church. Steve Diggs is coming to provide, do a financial management seminar in February. And some, a lot of it may have to be online. Um, who knows if we're going to have guests come We'll uh, work through some of those logistics as it gets closer. But when I talked to Steve, I called him and said, Steve, what's your schedule look like? He said, well, usually I'm booked out several years. But churches have canceled. And, hey, when do you want me to come? Is February too early? I said, not at all, Steve. Come on down. We'll fly in. You can talk about financial money management from a Christian perspective. And... uh, we're not done. We're not done being God's people. We're ready to, to, to launch into the new years and whatever this looks like for us in the future. In March, there's a, a gentleman that's going to come in and talk about 
a, a way of uh, doing Bible classes that they've had tremendous success for. We're going to listen. Maybe that's something that we can do going forward. It may be a, a model that works really well for us. We don't know. But we're continuing to look out to say, what can we do in order to look more like God's people in the future and take advantage of all this? these people that are moving into town, um, that are moving here because they're running from the big cities or, or whatever, because they love this valley, and show them that God lives here as well, and uh, bring people into God's kingdom. We're not giving up on that as a church. For our families, what I hope for this new year is that whether uh, you as a family are at home in quarantine because of uh, your prior existing conditions, or because of your work situation, or because that's the way you're demonstrating that you love your neighbors yourself, whatever your situation is, or whether you're here this morning, my prayer is that uh, we continue as families to make God the center of our lives, and that we uh, train our children up to be spirit-filled, that they see that example in us as parents, and they launch into the world being people that will not take the easy answers in life, but say, I want to be one that loves God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. I love my neighbors as myself, and that's the way I'm going to live this life. And uh, we, uh, I know it's something that my family, um, we're reading the Daily Bible this year, um, we're we're going to try to to do that, and uh, that's one thing that as a family we're hoping to be able to talk through and share through as we we do that together. Because that's getting into God's word every day is going to be something that hopefully will be a great blessing for us. I'd encourage you to find something as a family and uh, um, to to grow spiritually and be deliberate about that. Um, there is a if you want more information, you want to write, read the daily Bible with us, then talk to us. We'll we'll we can several of us can do it together if we want to do that. And for each of us as individuals, here's something I would I'd recommend. As we're going into new beginnings, we have a really short time on this earth, don't we? Uh, I was uh, I uh, got the opportunity to to hunt this last week, hunt mountain lions, and this lion did not uh, uh, tree up in an easy place to get to. And I'm 44, and I do not move as fast as I once did. And I'm admitting that publicly. Here it is. Things change. We don't have much time on this earth, but what I hope is that we're really deliberate with whatever time we have. There's something I'm going to read, and I read this right at the beginning of uh, this, or I guess early spring this year. And it's an author that I appreciate a whole lot. Uh, C.S. Lewis, he wrote The Chronicles of Narnia. He's wrote a lot of different things. And some of you may have seen this, and I haven't read it on Sunday morning. I'm going to read it now. But what C.S. Lewis did over 70 years ago, he wrote these couple of paragraphs, and it was in response to uh, the world going into the nuclear age. Coming out of World War II, going into the nuclear age, thinking, oh no, what on earth is going to happen that we've got these countries with this bom- these bombs that can wipe cities off the face of the earth. What are we going to do? And some of this, I'm just going to read it as he wrote it, and you may disagree with some of it, and that's fine. This is not scripture, but I believe what he says may speak to our world a lot right now. And he says this, and this is written over 70 years ago. In one way, we may think a great deal too much of the atomic bomb. How are we to live in an atomic age? I am tempted to reply, 
Why? As you would have lived in the 16th century when the plague visited London almost every year, or as you would have lived in a Viking age when raiders from Scandinavia might land and cut your throat any night, or indeed, as we are already living in an age of cancer, an age of syphilis, an age of paralysis, an age of raids, an age of railway accidents, an age of motor accidents. In other words, do not let us begin by exaggerating the novelty of our situation. Believe me, dear sir or madam, you... And all whom you love were already sentenced to death before the atomic bomb was invented. And quite a high percentage of us are going to die in unpleasant ways. We had, indeed, one very great advantage over our ancestors, anesthetics, but we have that still. It is perfectly ridiculous to go about whimpering and drawing long faces because the scientists have added one more chance of painful and premature death to a world already bristled with such chances and in which it's death itself was not a chance at all, but a certainty. This is the first point to be made, and the first action to be taken is to pull ourselves together. If we are going to be destroyed by an atomic bomb, let that bomb, um, let that bomb when it comes, find us doing sensible and human things, praying, working, teaching, reading, listening to music, bathing the children, playing tennis, chatting to our friends over a pint and a game of darts, not huddled together like frightened sheep and thinking about bombs. They may break our bodies. A microbe can do that, but they need not dominate our minds. That was written in 1948. Maybe there's something to that, that going into 2021, when our world is going to continue to live in a state of fear and a state of anxiety and a state of, of terror, what I'm hopeful for is that 2020 provides us with a foundation because we have learned to walk by faith more than before to launch forward into God's kingdom and continue and have a renewed interest in fulfilling the mission of God. If you'd like to become a Christian today, you're welcome to head to the back, or you want prayers of the church. You're welcome to head to the back. The elders will be back there, and uh, we'll pray with you. Let's uh, go into the Lord's Supper, and then we will sing our way out again this morning. Have a blessed day.